The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. Let's get right to our next guest, Kathy Wood, joining us right now, the CEO and CIO of the ARK Investment Empire. Just taking a look here, Kathy, right now at the performance of at least your primary ETF, ARK Innovation, a certain degree of outperformance that we've seen over the last few months, a bit of a turnaround from what we saw, I think, towards the end of last year. And I am curious as to what you make of some of the naysayers out there. And I'm just going to put it out there, Kathy. They said you were done. <laughs> Well, I, I know recently there, there's been commentary on our flows, and, and we took a look at our flows relative to our what we would consider uh, competition. I think our flows are kind of in the middle of the pack, and, uh, uh, and yet other flows aren't being mentioned. So that's, that's interesting. Uh, and yes, it's been a great year this year. I think one of the things that's going on is active management uh, is making a come back. Now, I say that knowing full well that uh, the NASDAQ 100 is one of the strongest uh, uh, gainers out there. Mm -hmm. And yet we are outperforming the NASDAQ uh, 100 even without the mega cap tech stocks. And even though we have a 25% exposure to healthcare or life sciences, uh, life sciences for the year is down. Mm -hmm. Our selection of life sciences companies, stocks are up about 25 north of 25 percent so uh, we really do believe that active management uh, is making a comeback here there is a lot more competition I mean let's face it I mean when you came to everyone's attention uh, you know you were kind of the unicorn to a certain extent Kathy you were doing something that a lot of other folks weren't doing you were very transparent of course also in the way that you were doing it but I'm not sure as you know that transparency also brought a certain degree of uh, criticism whether it was fair or not. When you listen to some of those critics, if you listen to them at all here, what do you say to them when you compare your performance of your, some of your funds versus some of the ETFs that would be considered your peers? Well, uh, most of the ETF uh, peers, I would say, are, are indexed in some way. Uh, so I think that the competition that actually we're surprised not to see is competition uh, based on research and active management. Uh, it is the reason why our portfolios don't look like any of the others. You'll see an indexed-like component to the others. Uh, and so, uh, you know, we have some comparisons out there. Uh, the MSCI uh, Innovation Indexes actually, they work with our uh, our research team uh, to surface new keywords and use artificial intelligence to uh, really scope the world for for companies who will be involved in these technologies. That's a, a very broad based strategy, uh, and yet if you if you look at the returns relative to our returns, we're very focused. We have more of a rifle shot approach, and and therefore more of an active management approach that mm -hmm. we think is going to continue working given how quickly innovation is evolving now. It's very hard for indexes to catch up. 
Kathy, I do want to talk a little bit more about the flows because it's interesting. It's not just your funds. If you look at some of the best performing ETFs year to date, they're crypto linked ETFs. They track equities that are related to crypto companies. And yet they're not seeing the flows come in despite the performance. And when you think about that and you think about your lineup, what do you think is going to take for you to really see the flows come back? Is that going to be a rate cut or what do you envision? Uh, I actually in July we're seeing the flows come back. The studies out there are through June, uh, so flows are coming back. And I think one of the reasons is uh, we established ARKK, our flagship strategy, uh, established a base over the last year, and uh, it has been trading. Uh, up and down through that base. Uh, and the base topped out at 45. Uh, well, we broke through that. And I think I think a lot of investors and, and maybe uh, more who are technically oriented uh, are, are looking now at a breakout in our strategy. So we'll see if it continues. We've enjoyed positive inflows in July, which have uh, cut in half the outflows. I think mm -hmm. our outflows are uh, just something like 200 or 200 plus million, which on a $9 billion plus fund is quite, uh, is quite a small outflow year to date now. Mm -hmm. And to your point, I'm looking at ARK-K inflows over the past week. We're looking at uh, nearly a uh, $250 million. So we'll continue to track that. I do want to get your thoughts on crypto, though, specifically when it comes to Coinbase, because it was interesting. If we look at ARK-K, you actually sold a little bit of your Coinbase stake for the first time in nearly a year. I'm curious what your current thinking is on Coinbase, especially given its year-to-date rally of nearly 200%. Yes, uh, well, we are very positive on Coinbase, especially in light of the uh, court ruling for Ripple and against the SEC, not all together, there were some puts and takes, uh, but by and large, very positive for exchanges. Uh, and so we're very optimistic. The stock has had a significant move. Remember in, in March, and I think in June, we were looking at Wells Notice, and an SEC suit, uh, which really hammered the stock, but did not take it to new lows. And you saw we bought at those levels. Uh, and so, as the stock has escalated to the top of it's the top, it's the second largest after Tesla now in the flagship strategy, and it's the largest in uh, ARKF, our, our uh, fintech strategy. Um, we are simply taking profits and reallocating the capital to perhaps some laggards when we talk well where, where exactly then does that money get reallocated to kathy where uh, well, let's see. We have been buying uh, some of, uh, I can't talk about all of these trades, but uh, um, we, we have been buying some, because they're still in process, uh, we have been buying some of the genomics names that have not caught fire and have been held hostage by the, uh, by the depression in health, the healthcare sector generally. Right. Uh, so that's what you'll see us do is, again, we probably already own these stocks. Um, we have initiated, uh, uh, reinitiated Teradyne. Uh, 
design is still in a base, uh, and so we did use some of the coin base uh, mm -hmm. for Teradyne, which is a play both on the semiconductor cycle around AI mm -hmm. and uh, and automation. It bought Universal Robots, uh, a Danish company, right. several years ago, and we think that uh, that space is about to boom. Did you find anything at all attractive about NVIDIA? I know there's been some discussion as to why we didn't see those positions in RK uh, elsewhere here. What was the reason for, I guess, not pursuing that? Well, we actually uh, bought NVIDIA for... Um, because we knew it was going to be a player in autonomous uh, vehicles, autonomous pa taxi platforms. Uh, we bought it in two, uh, 2014 when the fund uh, began at $5 uh, and rode it up to $350 and uh, then saw it take off with AI uh, and leave many other companies that we think are going to be huge beneficiaries of AI, mm -hmm. leave them behind. So we basically uh, reallocated into other AI plays that are not as obvious. NVIDIA is very obvious now. Everybody knows it. It's priced accordingly, 25 times revenues. Mm -hmm. We're cycling. Tesla's the biggest AI play opportunity out there, yeah. uh, and it's roughly seven seven times revenues. I, I, am, I am curious on, on one thing, though, Kathy, because I think when people think of you, and if this is a mischaracterization, correct me, but they sort of think of you as a, kind of that big thinker, you know, you're, you're sort of investing in these kind of moonshots here, these big structural shifts in our economy, in our society here. Does valuation, meaning the current multiples, does that matter that much if that is the end goal? So, great question. Thank you, Ramin, for asking it. Uh, so, our valuations are based on a five-year uh, investment time horizon. Uh, so, we must believe, or we do believe, uh, for, uh, to be conservative, that we should not assume that current multiples or valuations will extend into f the five-year period. We actually assume they will decay mm -hmm. uh, and go more towards market-like multiples. So, that's a, a headwind we face. We must believe that the combination of revenue growth and margin expansion is going to more than overcome that valuation headwind yeah. and deliver a compound annual rate of return of 15% over the next five years. If we, and you'll see with NVIDIA, NVIDIA yeah. last year when we sold it, and then again in January yeah. when we sold it, it had dropped below that 15%. Kathy, we really appreciate you taking time for us. Kathy Wood there over at ARK Invest. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.